Oh, wow. It made me consent the first time, but not the second time. One consent per meeting. I don't know if that's right. No, it's consistent consent every time with every new sex act. Welcome to Kennel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And we're sorry we missed you guys last week. <laughs> <laughs> we did record Jeez. an episode. We did um, all the work. We can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> yeah. We did. We made our schedule. We did our recording. And then we, enta- we encountered some technical difficulties. It was unlistenable. The one time you don't have a backup file. Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) it was. Yeah, it was our fault that we weren't (laughs) thinking with our dumb little brains. Uh, So you'll never get to hear like exactly how horny I was about the coffin match. (laughs) I actually don't remember what I said. Maybe it wasn't that fevered. But I I think it was. And I actually (laughs) think that maybe the fates were like, no, let's keep that one in the bank. (laughs) They were like, that's trying to. Man, you don't want people to know this about you. Please. (laughs) This is for your own good. Well, okay. Thank you to the fates of GarageBand for saving me from myself. Maybe they should crash every episode. I know. Maybe they should be doing it a bit more often because they've let quite a few of these go out to the public. Yeah, but uh, hopefully that won't happen again this week, and you'll be able to hear all, all our great thoughts that <laughs> are immortalized so forever. Can't Leah's even so get excited through for that. us to share based on based on my schedule, she's, which she's not happy with. <laughs> uh, so shall, shall we get shall we get down to it? Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start by talking about the uh, the labors of Chris Jericho. <laughs> so we had our first of five labors how many labors did hercules have it was more than was five. 12 it was yeah. about 12 <laughs> they didn't have enough Quite a few more than the, five they didn't have enough in men. the pinner circle <laughs> <laughs> what if they had had to recruit up to 12 men and we just every week like ended oh. up with more and more of them oh my god like a dodgeball thing too like yeah, where it's right. like we have them choose teams line up yeah if they just started like they lined up everyone at AEW and just started like Chris Jericho and MDF started picking teams. <laughs> I would love that. And actually, I recently watched the Fear Street movies, some mm. of my favorite new films. And in one of the, one of them is camp based, and they were doing like a big camp oh, okay. war thing where they're in like the two teams, like red and blue or whatever. I wouldn't mind if we had a little special AEW edition where it's like they mm. get into two teams and they're like picking each other off in Daly's place. I'd love it if they just sent them all to camp, honestly. Like oh, and yeah. filmed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like you're like you're like no wrestling required. <laughs> no, we, we don't do whatever to they want. There. <laughs> I was, I was also thinking about going beyond wrestling and being like the 12 labors don't have to be about beyond defeating wrestling. men like mm. what if oh, like yeah. each each like p- inner circle member no each a pinnacle member <laughs> set him a task that oh, he a had task? to complete yeah Ooh, i'd love that <laughs> oh yeah there's so they many demeaning be... things they could make him do. Yes. Or they could be intellectual labors. Oh, I'd and love Chris to see Jericho could be forced to... to read some books that would widen his perspective of the world. <laughs> Just a thought. Wow, we've got lots of great ideas. If, Tony, if you're listening. Yeah, Tony, you haven't Mr. consulted Khan. us once. I know. Tony, please respond to our the, emails. What was the most recent thing that Tony monkeys pawed us about? 
he does it so regularly. What was it? He did a really big one recently. I don't know. I can't just think it wasn't wingman related, was it? I don't think it was. No, I don't know. Maybe whatever. Anyway, um, Chris Jericho fought Sean Spears, the chairman, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and MJF was on commentary. So that was good. I thought MJF. Yeah. Have we heard him on commentary before? Not that often anyway. I don't think that I remember, but he was very good on it. Yeah. He was very funny. Uh, he's really been on one this week uh, with his his little yeah. heel jokes on Twitter.com. <laughs> it's getting, getting a little intense in there. <laughs> but I have he's to go not look. I think I missed them. Oh, you, oh, he had he had quite a few. It's some kind of like incest blowjob stuff. Aww. So. That's you know. So regular stuff. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Pretty, yeah, yeah, the first classic. one that came up when I Googled MJF Twitter because I thought that was the fastest way to get there. Yeah, they're uh, some serious stuff. They're spicy. They're and spicy. Some might say beyond spicy. <laughs> yeah. Texas usually doesn't even get these kind of like Southern incest jokes the same way the rest of the South does. I say I know, as someone it's... currently living <laughs> and from Kentucky. <laughs> Please, Texas gets off easy. I know. I, I did kind of think like, wow, I, is that really the number one source of Texan jokes? There must be some other ones. But you, who am I to critique the, the master <laughs> at work? Uh, someone said... What did, what was Sean Spears doing with the... I was kind of half paying attention. I was making dinner. What was he doing with the chairs in this match that was making people act like he's elevated to chair fucker status? <laughs> like he's gone beyond just, like, being a lover of chairs. Well, I know, like, a couple of weeks ago, he people were saying he looked like he had gained some sexual satisfaction from his chair <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I missed part of this because I was out. I have been deputized to help take care of the pool at my... Uh, townhome. This week. You thought so. that was more important than watching Chris Jericho fight Sean. I was Sean pretty Spears. stressed about it. So <laughs> I know I got back and I was like, "Oh, thank God, it's only Chris Jericho and Sean Spears." Wow. Harsh. No offense. <laughs> I have I have nothing really to offer either because I also was only half watching this. I was mostly listening because MJF was the only cool part. Yeah, MJF was fun. I do like that now. I, do I understand Sean Spears' gimmick? No, I still don't. I do is think it's it funny that he's the chairman. It feels like, like, do you remember that movie Mystery Men that was like off-brand superheroes? I watched it recently on Netflix, which is the only reason it's coming to mind no. as a current reference. But all their superhero <laughs> gimmicks are like really dumb. <laughs> They're like Mr. Furious just because he gets really mad. Like he doesn't have superpowers. He just oh. gets mad. Um, and William H. Macy is like the shoveler and he just carries a shovel around and hits people with it. But that kind of, that's the level that the chairman oh, yeah, feels that's, like to me. I agree. That is kind of the, the arena he's operating in. <laughs> well, I was going to say in some ways, I think it's an effective gimmick because now anytime anyone else on the show touches a chair, I just say, like, it's so funny. I'm like, did they get permission from Sean Spears? <laughs> His name is on my mind quite a bit more than it otherwise would be. I mean, chairs get in there a lot, you know? There's a lot of chairs in wrestling. That's one was of the it, things. Was, was it Mary who was like his... No, it was your roommate who... Tell him what your roommate it, said because yeah. that was really good. <laughs> My roommate Anna said maybe he will evolve from being the chairman to and getting to use chairs as props to being the chairman of the board and getting to use chairs and boards <laughs> as props. And I thought that is... Again, that but, um, is kind of ching. where Sean Spears is operating. That hits him where he <laughs> yeah. lives, I think. I feel like Anna 3 should maybe be writing for AEW if that. I think is she could do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, right on the level. Absolutely. Although she did pityingly say to me the other day, she goes, You know, 
wrestling isn't popular. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are aware. Yeah. She may not want the job. (laughs) I also had that experience lately because when I was talking to my friend Tracy about All Out, she was like, can I ask you a really a real question? I was like, yes. And she was like, when you're talking about being scared that All Out was going to sell out. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, is that real? Yes, it was real. In fact, it did sell out. And she was like, because I thought that this was like a Knights of Columbus sort of thing. <laughs> No, it's so funny so, to think about your friends behind your back being like, oh, "Poor Leah thinks that people actually <laughs> care about the event she's going to." See, yeah, so so she wasn't. She believed that you wanted to go real bad, but she didn't yeah. believe it would sell out. No, at no. first I was like, she thought you've been like faking your passion this whole time. <laughs> like, you said you were scared, but like, really? <laughs> Do you even give a shit, Leah? Do you even like wrestling? Really? <laughs> It's pretty dumb. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's not high art. Tracy, we've noticed. <laughs> Every day. Uh, Every day. Quite aware. Yeah. Yeah. The labors of Chris Jericho thing, I feel like it's like not a bad concept. Like I feel like as a little mythology nerd, I would kind of hypothetically yeah. be into it. But it just feels like very weird for Chris Jericho and NJF because it's like Chris Jericho is like a big deal. He's been like a big deal in wrestling for a long time. And NJF is like he's great, but he's pretty new. So it's weird that Jericho has to like Fight. do all this stuff to yeah. get to him. And he really did not look good last night. Like, <laughs> I think that there's times where he looks like he looks fine, but he was really he was lumbering around oh, like no. an enraged bear. The, the I meanest mean, verb that you could use. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he so did look cruel. like a man who's been thrown through tables for the past thirty to yeah. forty years for yeah. sure. Yeah. I oh no, the bear image is gonna stay in my head, <laughs> and I'm imagining a bear with like two like crossbows through it or something yeah so it's just like really enraged (laughs) but hurt a little bit that is exactly what he looked like last night yeah well he's actually gonna be looking a little bit different next week at what do we have coming up fighter fest no i think we're done with fighter fest fight for the fallen fight for the fallen yeah fight for the fallen because um he is bringing back a character known as the pain maker who wears my makeup oh boy <laughs> when he I turned think- around in that makeup it was like wow there really is such a fine line between makeup that looks cool and makeup that does not look cool <laughs> it, was, it was i have to say one of the most alarming things that i have seen in wrestling yet and we've seen a lot of stuff in the past year i think i saw on twitter someone was like can we please get real and talk about it? Chris Jericho looks like a juggalo. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. can juggalos be good guys? Yes. And is Chris Jericho a good guy? No. <laughs> so it's actually an insult to juggalos, I think. I didn't look, did anyone look into like what the pain makers deal is or anything? No, I got really embarrassed when he came on the screen and I hid my face. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, oh, I'll have to Google that. And then I did not. (laughs) I I Googled enough to remember the pain maker for this segment, but that was it. So maybe a little homework assignment for us is that we will, we'll research the pain maker before (laughs) uh, we watch next week's dynamite. And we will be ready to comment on that character. (laughs) I can't no wait worries. for next week when we're like in 2003. WCW. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when suddenly facts. we become fact girls. Oh, fact girls. That's going <laughs> to be quite the turn. Okay. <laughs> On Dynamite, 
after we watched this match that we didn't want to watch that much, we watched another match that we didn't want to watch that much (laughs) between Doc Gallows Mm -hmm. and Frankie Kazarian, who Mm -hmm. I will say, I think I've said it a couple times, I do like that he's just going balls to the wall on this new characterization that is crazy. (laughs) It's a really big change. And I feel like he's like got his look more under control because I feel like he's been hotter Mm -hmm. since he's been the elite hunter. Like he's not as orange. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable calling him hot, but I agree he's been much hotter. Yeah. You so notice I is... didn't call him hot. I just No, no, you didn't. I was I was building. Yep. I wasn't pushing back on you. <laughs> no, I was I building understanding with our listeners. He <laughs> yeah, has the potential to be, but he has not yet achieved it, I think. So. And will he ever I kind of hope no. I don't know <laughs> that I want to see it or don't feel know it. that we need that for us. I was kind of mad. Some... I was kind of mad that he fought at all. Because I was like, I really liked this thing that he was just rocking up at the last five <laughs> minutes of any match, doing something absolutely deranged, and then running away. Like, I, I mean, like, it is very funny that. just to think, like, I just really want to punch the Good Brothers and Kenny. And it's like, it and you just relatable. get to, you just get to run in yeah. and punch them yeah. and run out it's again. It's relatable. Yeah. And it is kind of like, that is his thing. Should he have to make a reservation to punch them? <laughs> no. He should be able to come in whenever he wants and punch freely. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. But this was unfortunately a full sanctioned punching. I really hate Doc Gallows so much. And I did not like seeing him wrestle. And And we own him forever now, apparently. I mean, it's not that we've had any official update, but it's like these men have been with us for how long now? I know. And they're just getting more and more screen time. It's like, couldn't the elite have like grabbed some other little minions who are like a little less unpleasant to watch? Like. Get private party with them. Like, <laughs> Leon made the saddest little face. Well, because I just, I think that was, and saying that right now, like, made it all too real because I just immediately did what I always do, which is mentally flip to the Wikipedia page for elite <laughs> personnel. And I was like, think about the people that they could have taken instead of the good brothers. There's so many little dark wrestlers and like, like, I'd love private party to be away from Matt Hardy and like give him yeah. to the elite, you know? I, I guess to play devil's advocate in our argument, also hitting the Good Brothers, but still, it is true that I hate them so much that they are fueling my <laughs> desire to watch the elite lose their belt. It is true. And Certainly true. Yeah. if the Good Brothers weren't around, I would only be saying things like, that's my baby boy. <laughs> Maybe you do make a good argument there. <laughs> I would be like, it's actually fine that they're doing these crimes. Look how cute they <laughs> no are problem. in their little outfits. <laughs> so they're playing an important role, perhaps. Perhaps. And yet, I just don't think, even so, that we should be forced to watch them I, wrestle I agree. a whole match. I know. Well, a whole, and we saw one wa- wrestle last week, too. I when know. will the indignity end? Right. The women can only have one match a week or whatever. And oh, yeah, we Doc Gallows later. and Carl Anderson are taking up my time. Make it make sense. It's called sexism. It's called After sexism. Frankie Kazarian got defeated by multiple good brothers, both of them, in fact, this week, <laughs> uh, Kenny and Don came out and did some like vamping and were like cackling over his little corpse, etc. I'd like to bring up a little fashion point which is that I was watching Kenny this week. I don't think it was in this segment. It was in something else that he did. And I was like, why does he just seem like familiar, but not in a Kenny Omega way? 
And I realized it's because when he's wearing his blazers and doing his hair half back look, he looks like he's doing Britt Baker cosplay. And I'm actually obsessed with it. And I unfortunately have never been more attracted to Ken. That's quite a mind blowing little insight. I'd love it if Britt was backstage, like giving some of the men little hair tips and stuff. Because Kenny desperately needed them. And he still does. I want to. Well, yes. I mean, Britt, keep tutoring him on that. Like, yeah. If you you can, (laughs) please. I think he won't be tutored. Like, I think he, like, maybe is kind of, like, addicted to, like, stiff hold gel. Mm -hmm. And that someone has probably been, like, you have to... You have to scrunch out the crunch, Kenny. And he's like, I love the crunch. (laughs) But you have to scrunch out the crunch. I know. It's like, I know. It's like curly girls will get that one. We know. We know. (laughs) But he won't be scrunching. No. No. He's a crunchy boy. Kenny. Why did he have a Band-Aid on his forehead this week? Literally no idea. I couldn't even, I couldn't remember the last time that I've seen him fight. So I have no idea. Yeah, right. he didn't have one on BTE, did he? I don't think he did. I don't think he, so. He, I think he did, because I thought that's oh, where I saw it. But hmm. I, you know, I, you know, I'm not sure. You know, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm obviously not sure either. So just a little battle of the no facts girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not sure? Oh no, no I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure either. All right, well, we'll <laughs> just leave none it of there. Us know. <laughs> Uh, it was anyway, an insane looking band-aid though. It was like the funniest band-aid they could big. have chosen for sure. I do appreciate Kenny and Don Callis's commitment to comedy, you know, when yeah. he yeah. like was trying to say the elite hunter becomes the elite hunted and he couldn't find it and then yeah. Don Callis had to help him. It was just I know. Uh, good stuff. Part of his villain shtick seems to be that he is like losing brain cells every week. <laughs> And on BTE this week, he was trying to shave with a knife and fork, which genuinely I had to take a lap around the room. I was like, I'm losing my fucking mind. I don't know what to do with this. Uh, Which it's like also is part of a whole thing with Kenny where I'm like, I don't really understand the underlying like characterizations that you have about Kenny Omega that lead you to do the things you do. But I do love the things you do. I just actually don't know if they make sense. No worries. I'd love to hear Kenny just get into like a lot of details about his character like because I feel like he's probably actually put a lot of thought into it like not that that makes it necessarily hold together but I'd love to hear his thoughts on it yeah absolutely Kenny anytime you want to come on the pod you are more than welcome we don't know anything about gaming so (laughs) love to interview Kenny Kenny Omega on our podcast wouldn't know where to start but well I'll figure it out I don't mind doing the work the uh segment on dynamite with pretty classic ending whatever hangman came out looking very hot kind of saved i think frankie kazarian just left which was great like he just kind of cruised. Did, yeah. he just kind of was like okay i'm done bye he's like i'm in and out guys like thanks for the assist <laughs> it was he was like it was a mistake to do this match in the first place i gotta exit the way i usually do <laughs> and uh yeah and then the dark order came out everybody came out they had a big yeah, brawl honestly whatever. like the good everybody like the elite all seemed very intimidated just by hangman by himself like they were kind of backing up and looking nervous which i did find appealing he's building his power as he builds his confidence yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh some other elite news from the week we saw the bucks shopping again on bte i could watch it i could watch it every day i could watch it every day I am kind of glad that the BT has just, well, not glad, but like the fact that BT has just turned back into their travel vlog is kind of entertaining. I don't mind it, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I love the Dark Order, you know that. Yeah, but I miss I the Dark Order, say, but you know. They're doing great work. I enjoy 
just men on airplanes and in their yeah. massage chairs at the airport or whatever. <laughs> I assume that they didn't show us what they bought at Nordstrom because it's going. They're going to probably wear it one day. But like, I was desperate. I hope they I spent like, that much money on their insane. <laughs> I think they do. Heel outfits. (laughs) They're not buying $20 women's pajamas off of Amazon. No. No. Although they could be shopping the discount rack. You can still get deals at Nordstrom. (laughs) Yeah, but they said how much whatever they bought cost. Oh, I missed it. It was like $95 for Matt's little bag and like $200 something for Nick's bag. $275, something like that. I love I was it, boys. Desperate for a little peek inside. I know. I <laughs> well, you sound like a pervert, but <laughs> <laughs> just a little peek, boys. <laughs> oh, boys, just open up those bags. And get a peek. I'm dying to see what you bought. <laughs> I think yeah. that's all. Does anyone have any other stuff? Well, in you this did category? put in these notes that Brandon played a whole new world on the piano, which I did think. <laughs> needed to be called out because I, I didn't want to make anybody talk about it if you didn't want to but I've really been on one this week about how many Disney adults are running around AEW unchecked yeah. encouraged <laughs> apparently by EVP Cody Rhodes and I know well and if anyone has all the hallmarks of a Disney adult it's Brandon Cutler oh yeah sorry to say it absolutely well and there also is in the Disney adults a, quite a bit of crossover with the action figure adults and yeah. I was just watching the the recent Ethan Page vlog where he was talking about his action figures that he gets sent to his friend's house god love him he is my <laughs> perfect boy but he has bad taste <laughs> it's probably not surprising that pro wrestling has a lot of Disney adult overlap when you think about it it's like these are people who like love to dress up in spandex and go broad you know but shouldn't the buck stop somewhere it obviously it should i mean i'm not endorsing it it's just like the kind of nerd this is like well i guess you hate to see it yeah Uh, there's quite a few of them i feel like we've identified at least four i won't name their names but i feel like we've identified call out post for maybe more (laughs) aew disney adults you know who you are Mm -hmm. get it together uh do, 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 do. Okay, so we got to see Wheeler Yuta and Darby Allen have a little fight. How did everybody mm-hmm. like that? I thought I thought he's great. I mean, I do think that like he still has like a very stunned look on his face at all times, <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, I just don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> They're pushing him cute. so hard. So it's really hard. hard. Yeah, really crazy. Like. I like him, but I do feel very like, this feels like a little unfair. Like, why is he getting this huge push? But it's a, it's a little unclear to me, like what they want to do with him aside from they're like, we want someone else in the best friends faction while Trent is riding out his injury, which does make sense. But in terms of like, you know, like, do I see if they're setting up a little rivalry or a feud of his own or how he's going to like back up, the other people I don't really know it's, they, they haven't really done that so my yeah. friend Sarah feels is absolutely convinced that a trio's title is coming any day now and this is why they're bringing Yuta in because they want Chuck OC and Yuta to be in a trio but I don't know I, I'm just I'm, I don't know if I'm that convinced about the trio title situation yeah I don't feel that convinced of it but like that does kind of make sense just because otherwise like why do they need a fourth person or a third man, you know, like, cause they can yeah. tag without him. I don't know. Well, they can, but it does make sense to me that it's like Dustin, I guess he also does single stuff, but he does like more tag stuff and OC does more single stuff. 
So it wouldn't be that crazy to me if they were like, well, we want. But also he and Dustin haven't touched. I'm really talking through it with myself. <laughs> yeah, it's nowhere. kind of like, I don't. <laughs> right. When he's doing the single stuff, it's just kind of like, then why? But yeah, I think his wrestling, like, obviously, I don't know anything about wrestling moves. Um, I will say that when I'm watching him, I'm much more aware that wrestling is collaborative gymnastics than I usually <laughs> am. So I feel yeah. like his style just doesn't look like fighting, which like, I'm not exactly opposed to, but to me, it's just a little bit like, oh, look at look at these cute Cirque du Soleil boys kind of. Yeah, I think it worked really well when he was doing it with Sammy because Sammy has the exact same style. So it was like they were both playing off each other. I think this is going to sound incredibly perverted. Darby <laughs> really needs someone to throw him around, which yeah. Yuda is not that guy. So it didn't yeah. quite he work as well. Yeah, Darby is just has a much more aggro energy, yeah. which is what makes him so special and perfect. <laughs> and he wants someone to hurt him in these matches. Someone, do you like to hurt? I do. I do. <laughs> then hurt me. That's right. I know. Did I guys, know he listened to that in his basement back oh, in the day. For sure. Probably hear, currently also. Did you guys hear Jr. actually say during that match where he was like, "Darby just feels better when he feels bad." And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, they, sometimes commentary really says some things that's like, wow, the subtext is rapidly becoming oh God. Wow, good for wow. JR. So he really does, sometimes he gets there, you know? <laughs> he really sometimes does, like, just reason himself to some perverted things. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't notice that that's what's happening. No, no. no. He was also, I, you said in your notes, and I did vaguely remember this, that he was just confused about what the relationship yeah, between Wheeler, Yuta, and Orange Cassidy He is. was like, I don't know what the relationship between Wheeler and Orange Cassidy is. I mean, he said it in a, like, concerned tone. Like, is this is this safe? Is this okay? <laughs> yeah. It was like the way you would talk about your son, that you're not sure he's gay, but you're beginning to wonder, you know? And, and you're Jim Ross. <laughs> You're not Imagine JR exactly just homophobic, but you don't feel good about it. <laughs> JR just confusing himself into being like these men may be lovers. I could say. <laughs> I'm beginning to get concerned. Yeah, and then I think um, I think it was Excalibur and Tony Schiavone. They were like, "He's his protege," like in a very like, yeah. "Don't get weird about this, JR, <laughs> please." <laughs> Kids watch this, <laughs> and that's why they couldn't say father lover, but they all. They were all thinking, were thinking it. it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone I was thinking it. I did really get in my head where I was like, is Orange Cassidy a father lover? Well, that's but the he thing. Being, he's very young to be a father lover. Uh, I feel like it's like he'd be on the like teen father lover reality show. <laughs> oh <you know>? <laughs> teen, teen father lovers. Wow. Another free idea from this little brain trust. <laughs> yeah. But he was very sweet. He was a sweet he papa. Was. <laughs> with little Yuda checking in on him after he lost his match. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is ready. Ready. And when he was like, when they were paralleling him with Sting and Darby too, it was like a real yeah. like, you know, and he and Sting were very enjoyable together. I love that Sting plays along with his That was kicks. amazing. I like, I lost my, I, how, how insane must it be to be Orange Cassidy and already like you're, you're, blowing up so fast and everything's so crazy and then sting your childhood like <laughs> legend right. knows your gimmick and is willing to play along with it like i like, lost my mind your stupid like 50 person in a high school gymnasium like indie yeah. gimmick i know it's amazing there's an old there's like there was a story i heard a while ago where patrick stump from fallout boy was backstage and 
Bruce Springsteen comes backstage <laughs> and he's oh, like, no. I'm so sorry. My kids are here. I really, could you take a picture with my kids? Oh. And, and Patrick Stump goes, oh, wow. yes, Mr. Springsteen. <laughs> After that, can I have a picture with you? <laughs> and it was like, that kind of, that was running yes, through my Mr. head when I was watching that. Like, yes. well, That's as Orange Cassie. Yes, Mr. Sting. <laughs> yes, Mr. Sting. I'd be happy to do my gimmick with you if your kids like it. <laughs> it was extremely cute. And it was a real, like, just two dads bonding at their kids' soccer game vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially very because... friendly. They weren't going to interfere. You know, they were just there to watch and have a good time. Yeah. And then I think there was, like, someone did something after that, and Sting immediately, like, jerked over to the stage to be like, is my boy okay? <laughs> but OC didn't do that. So I'm like, maybe that's, you know, he's a little bit more of, like, a f- father-brother. <laughs> brother, brother brother lover. Father-brother. This is our lexicon. We make the rules. <laughs> father brother could be like the the teen father version. It's like yeah, you're still I a father, a but it's not a brother lover. Father. That is different. Yeah, <laughs> Let's brother, get that I off think. the show. So that's not here anymore. <laughs> Bye. That term is gone. Um, just father lover and father brother. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay, uh, producer perfect. Marjorie, can you cut like the last two minutes? <laughs> it's actually all fine, producer Marjorie. Don't worry about it. Nothing weird was said. It's all okay. Uh, we saw OC fight. Sorry, a couple of other times this week. So he fought the Blade on mm-hmm. Dynamite, and then he also had a said a doubles match. Tennis strikes again. He also tag teamed with with Chuck. I'd love on to start calling them elevation. doubles matches. Feels Let's good. do it. Feels Who can right. stop us? No one can stop us. <laughs> they haven't us. been able to stop anything we've said thus far. So. We're too powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people wish they could stop Father <laughs> And they make it very clear when you say the term near them. Every day they make it clear. And yet every day we persist. We persist. Nevertheless. Uh, yeah. But the, so we had the match with the blade. Yeah. yeah. It was good. I like the blade. Um, he's, you know, assaulting him at will and. <laughs> I liked that they uh, set it up so that OC got sneak attack, so he was like ready to be real mad going into his match. Oh, with the he was so. rip shit. He was, he was rip furious shit. from the first moment, and I he was gonna that. sneak in yeah. from the back. Yeah, you mm-hmm. think you can just punch me with those brass knuckles? Yeah, he was all pink damp immediately. Just really, <laughs> really worked up. Don't worry about that. That was also fine to say. <laughs> and the blade, I noticed, didn't get wet. He got kind of oily. So that, and that was good for just a little spice, a little something different. <laughs> I actually don't know if it was oil. It might have been wetness, but it had a greasy quality to it. No, I so. agreed. You put in the oil, you put in the, the schedule that it was oil, and I immediately agreed. I was like, that man was... That man was oiled up. Do you think people like to know that that's the kind of thing? I'm like, it's got to go in the schedule because we can't forget that. <laughs> it's We've got our wheelhouse and we have to lean into it, I think. so. It's true. Yeah, but he uh, he kind of like, he didn't sneak up, but he like kind of like started the fight real yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. They really got into it. There was a little bit of accidental, accidental air quotes, <laughs> intergender stuff. Yeah. Where like the blade was using Chris Statlander as a human shield. So I, I remain interested in how they're tiptoeing into that territory. I know. Yeah. I do like that. Well, first of all, like when the bunny was out there, but OC didn't have any backup. I was like, what the hell? Like, why didn't he bring any friends? So I was glad that Chris got out there, too. But I am enjoying the, the boy girl pair yeah. of stuff here. The flirtations. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the match, after OC had won, 
he stole the blade's brass knuckles and then Orange punched him. Had he won? He'd won. Yeah, he'd no, already won. He'd yeah. already won. And punched him again with the brass knuckles. So I'd like to get some some takes from the other hosts. Yeah, I don't. I, I thought it was like interestingly aggressive. It was more yeah. aggressive and vindictive than we usually see from faces. So I did have that moment where I was like, is this a sexy little heel turn? And I don't think it is. Like, I'm not arguing that this is going to be that storyline but it was like for that brief moment i was like heal oc i'm interested i know that was exactly my response too because it was like you know the blade was already down like everything had gotten you know it was like a vindictive act and then it was like oh an oc heel turn would be yeah i was just like i'd be interested i don't think they're doing that now but it was an interesting little uh Mm -hmm. you know flirtation with it or uh, and, possible foreshadowing maybe right oh. and when he put the brass knuckles in his pockets and was like this is mine yeah. forever <laughs> I was like, right i'm yes. confiscating yes. these brass knuckles and he put the brass knuckles on with that like the slow-mo like move that he does mm-hmm. he puts his hands in his pockets like he's getting additional powers from it um <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think oc would really be a good heel because people want to cheer for him so much yeah myself included obviously um well yeah i i i guess i'll say i don't think it'll happen although anything could always happen and you know i I, i'm an idiot so but it was interesting to me that you both really went there and i think i maybe i'm just a vindictive person where i was like (laughs) this is i didn't think heel turn i was just like yeah pissy bitch mode activated (laughs) like just a full like you have really been annoying the shit out of me tonight so enjoy a little extra at the end and I was like, it was a righteous punch, actually. He earned it. <laughs> so I'll be heel turning with OC, actually. I was glad that the attempt at cheating from Blade and the Bunny was thwarted. So they did not, because I thought they were going to maybe win via cheating there for a second. But that's, that's the war that will never truly be won. Just <laughs> battle after battle against the interminable wave of cheating. <laughs> and then the tag team match on Elevation was a comedy match, and I loved it. Yeah, that just was a just light straight little. Inter- it was, was just inter- enjoyment. A light Absolutely. delight. OC and Chuck Taylor against Chaos Project. Just fun times all around. I know. Big Chuck smiles got some, at the end. Chuck got some crowd chants. He got a Chuck E. T. chant. So happy about. And I then know. it was very funny to me that I yeah. think Paul White kept being Paul like, Chuck E. Yeah. T. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, like he clearly never heard it before and thought the crowd had like just invented it then, which was I'm like, pretty it's cute. long-term nickname. But <laughs> yeah, like check his Twitter handle, Paul White, but okay. <laughs> Very uh, cute. One thing the commentary did say, unrelated to our beautiful sons, they said that Luther and Darby <laughs> Allen were made in the same mold because they're both mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is actually slander. You so can't Allie, say that you, out loud. <laughs> how do you feel about Sting adopting Luther as one of his father children? Not good. Father <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Delete. No, I no, Tony. Don't listen to this part. Marjorie, cut this part out so Tony can't hear it. <laughs> Suddenly, Sting was adopts that, the wingmen. Was it Paul White who said that? or I don't know who said it. I, I genuinely don't remember. Because I, I blacked out. I went out of my body. Yeah, and right. I was just like, that's fucking unacceptable. Situation. Darby Allen and Luther? <laughs> and that actually is the thing where it's like, 
Darby Allen high school loser would be offended to be told by someone that he reminds them of Luther also a high school loser. You know what I mean? Like he would just be That's like, very yeah, true. I'm a fucking loser, but I'm not that. <laughs> not all goths are the same goth. No. Just because we both, we, sh- we shop in different parts we're of Hot, hot Topic. topic. Okay? Yeah, those are very different Hot Topic sections, actually. Yeah, we're not buying the same stuff. <laughs> So that was offensive, and I'm going to sue TNT <laughs> about it. All right. We also had a Nyla Britt match on Dynamite. Leah, tell us about this rumor that you have heard. Uh, I mean, with the disclaimer that I'm an idiot and have Perfect. always been an idiot. I So I was watching, I think it was Dark with Sarah, and I was like, I'm very annoyed that she does just a dark wrestler now. Like, it's really obnoxious that, like, she's just never on Dynamite now because they're pushing Brit. And Sarah was like, well, TNT will only let them have one women's match at a time, at an episode. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? At a time would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> TNT won't let them get two rings out there. <laughs> I mean, they did do the two rings one yeah, time. Yeah, sometimes they let they them did. for the yeah. men. Sexism. sexism amen sister so anyway so then um i did look into it and i think it's it is a persistent rumor that comes from a tweet that kenny made when people are like why weren't why wasn't the women's eliminator match on dynamite why was it on youtube and kenny tweeted and essentially was like ask tnt um Ooh. and it was like i forget exactly the wording of the t te- the tweet he didn't say he didn't say exactly that TNT only lets one women's match, but he did like kind of insinuate that it like TNT is the one keeping it down. And then Brit said something else where she was like, it's all to do with the ratings. And if women's matches don't get more ratings and they won't let us have more than one. So it does seem like it's possibly true, but not also like not exactly, you know, word for words, but it's not good. Well, I'd love to be able to blame Turner Network Television, <laughs> the the capitalist overlords there, and not Our anyone that Tony I Khan. like. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to blame Tony Khan. I'm trying to suck up to him so he'll actually <laughs> do something I want someday. Right. Someday. But, well, that blows chunks. Yeah. But the Nyla Britt match was good. I know we were a little worried <laughs> based on the the <laughs> like build-up match the yeah, before? the four man, the four woman t- match was so terrible that I was like stressed. But then I thought this, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, you know, yeah. it was everything I wanted from the four person match. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought that like they did a good job of like making Nyla seem like cool and powerful. Yeah. And uh, then Britt also was great. And she was, are those boots new? I they were really know, hot. They were great. Have I seen them before? <laughs> and I just didn't register that I was horny about them? Well, maybe. I think on. she had a bunch of new stuff. Like, she had a new jacket, and the, oh, new, yeah. the glove was new. So it's yeah. very possible the boots were also new. Well, I liked them. I loved the glove. I love the new glove. Yeah. And we also, luckily, have another women's feud that we get to track now, even if it is on dark and not on mm-hmm. dynamite. So the big swole diamante feud continued. Mm-hmm. Um, diamante. I'm saying it right. Diamante. Yeah. Diamante. Great. Oh, well, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser and I can't read. <laughs> Jared, 19. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Diamante interrupted big swole's match with the bunny and interfered and caused her loss. And she was wearing, 
the greatest little Lizzie McGuire era outfit I have ever seen. She had this flowered bucket hat on. She had this like Henley style sleeveless crop top. Like it was a perfect look for a heel. I mean, I, I just was so happy and I was like, I'm so glad that they're, they're doing more of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Big Swole is, can really cut a promo. Like she is so charismatic. Like I've, like watching her, I'm like, can she teach Jungle Boy how to do this? <laughs> if, if anyone can, please. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant, Leah. I thought that they had interacted on on the show, and I was like, interesting. Didn't catch that, but I can't wait to hear about what Big Swole and Jungle Boy are getting up to together. <laughs> no, I was just thinking. You know how like they're always talking about like the men being coaches for the women. I'm like. Big Swole needs to be a coach for Jungle Boy. Please. None, none of the men I'm entering him are doing, no, making any progress. So. They're not helping. I mean, we can, we'll, we'll cruise through the, maybe we'll come back at the end to what JB was up to this week. <laughs> or we could say it now. I don't know. We can say it now. Oh, he just was, he, he didn't even talk in the promo with Christian Cage and he like was giving nothing with his face. He just looked like a sleepy little Calvin Klein model. Yeah. Like but in the his background body. Shirtless. You're right about his face, but his body was posed as if he was, like, a hot girl model in the back of, like, a car commercial, like, laying yeah, on the hood no, of a car. True. Oh, oh, but even, let's take it somewhere else. Okay, so okay. I'm building on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's yeah. In a, He was in a Carl's Jr. ad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, of the yeah. women in a Carl's Jr. ad. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it just, I mean, it was one of those things where I was like, what were the directions that were given to Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and why did they interpret them differently? <laughs> well, I think Luchasaurus interpreted them normally, so he was sitting there looking yeah. like, yeah, I'm mad. Christian Cage, a, 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 honestly, a hysterical promo from him. I don't know if in the way he intended, where he just had this shamey tone where he was like, poor men beating up on poor little Marco Stead who could never defend himself in a million years for shame. <laughs> Like, I would like to maybe see Marco stunt there being like, I'm actually fine. I'm myself fine. But uh, then at the end of the promo, it's to me seemed like in one of his coaching sessions, someone had said to Jungle Boy, like, it's really important to like make contact with other people when you're in a scene to like, you know, you're not just reading lines. You're like acting, you're engaging. And so to answer that, I thought he sat up from his little like, sexy Hollywood pose and just put a weird hand on Christian Cage's shoulder like very like I did it dad (laughs) I just it's yeah everything he's doing is just like wow that didn't help (laughs) like you did something but it really added confusion to the mix for me I'd love it if he could just act like he was like processing the words that were being said in the promo at the time you know like he looks so vacant well, face. I think he it, he looks kind of like he's getting that thing where he's like, okay, JB, time to listen up, time to listen hard and hear what they're saying. And you were thinking about listening, so you didn't hear, JB. You don't know what they're saying. Focus up, JB. <laughs> well, we can't wait to watch his, his continued mm. evolution. It's pretty entertaining. It is pretty funny. So maybe he's doing fine, I guess. Um, Ray Phoenix came back this week and he didn't wrestle, but he did look very cute, which is actually Mm -hmm. more important. Mm -hmm. And that was for Andrade had a little like, I don't know, like thing with death triangle. I was going to say 
tete-a-tete. Is that what I mean? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. think it is. Kind yeah. of got together to chat. <laughs> he was Well, he was talking to Tony Schiavone, right? And then they death triangle came out is that what happened I you would yeah, love it if i bit. knew that you know that i don't they i one point i looked up they're all on the screen I know, that's I what happened get. to me too i was like i don't re- remember it all the process of them getting out here andretti was introducing his new manager who okay. is I won't a be any new. i know but i did learn while i was out in seattle from my brother that the guerreros are this big wrestling name which is why vicky has a job so I was like, oh, I, I know a very small amount about this. It's wow. a Guerrero, I said to myself. I know that. <laughs> I do think that, that Vicky earns that job every day with the oh, intensity sure. of her screams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I've yeah. never heard the like of before in my life. I just, yeah. I mean, he had a Guerrero, though. Like he, he, <laughs> Yeah, I don't he know why he needs one. a different Guerrero. He and didn't I'm, like <laughs> the model that he had. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I've said it every episode, and I just will keep saying it. Why couldn't He's, he just be a little a friend group with Nyla and Vicky. Why do they have to bring me yeah. another ma- man that I will have to learn his face and his name? <laughs> another man. I kind of feel that way every time they bring someone new in. It's like, you already have so many men. Like, I like Wheeler YouTube, but I kind of feel this way with him too. It's like, there's so many men here. Like, why are there more? I know. And every time there's like rumors about like, what WWE star are they going to sign next? I'm like, I can't have any more men. <laughs> I am full. Oh, full of men? Okay. <laughs> All right, Leah. Well, it was your choice to say that. (laughs) I do like the thing that the Spanish speakers are doing where they keep making fun of English-only speakers for not speaking Spanish, which is a real good time, I think. Yeah, Yeah. it it is pretty funny, and it is a funny little, like, way to... I don't know, like make it make sense that they're translating a lot of stuff. It was good because Pac, Pac just looked very funny because he was trying so hard to be mean and aggro. <laughs> and then he kept every once in a while getting a look on his face like, what are they saying? Are they saying something mean? I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> so the showstopper of the night was Lance Archer versus John Moxley for the NJPW American. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is the, the I... G W G T I W G T United States. I think it's P. I think it's I W G P. Okay. The fact that you guys are even attempting it, knowing that you're just begging corrections. I looked at the name earlier today, and I was like, "I'll get it this time." (laughs) Uh, And it was Lance Archer, as we know, is insanely from Texas. He does seem like Texas. I just don't get that at all. Like he seems British to me. I think we talked about this before. No, it was on the forbidden episode. episode. (laughs) Our lost episode. Well, I'll just repeat myself as need be. Yeah, no, it's like, well, some people, they announce where they're from and it's like Darby Allen from Seattle. And you're like, yeah, that's that's right. (laughs) That adds up. (laughs) Yeah. But um, Lance Archer from Texas. I just, I don't know. He has a real, to me, a real Braveheart vibe. So Mm, yeah, that's what I, I agree that it makes no sense. I'm like, Braveheart wasn't set in Texas. No, certainly not. (laughs) Like for Texas independence, like how disgusting. Yeah. But he was all fired up. He had a squash match on dark or something where he was doing things to a smaller man that honestly <laughs> blew my little dog mind. Uh, he's a and very large man. He's what a he very like large man. One of the commentators said that he chokeslammed with authority, which I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't, you know why they could say it? It's because they don't kink shame on AEW. <laughs> you certainly right. couldn't say it on Dynamite. 
That's true. And Jake the Snake told us that he was so hungry to get what he so deserved. <laughs> and he did. Wow. He won against Mox, and he has, a, he has a little belt all of his own, which I was proud of him for, honestly. I was proud of him. Speaking of Jake the Snake, there was a number of times on Dynamite where Jake the Snake just wandered into the frame and then put his back to the camera like really badly where you're like, Jake, get out of, get out of the way. Jake, please. <laughs> the adults are working here. You could just tell if anybody said something to him, he'd be like, oh. <laughs> Uh, it was one of those matches where, like, to me, the vibe is that the men were like, what are some, like, new ways that we could really damage each other? And so they were really getting into props. They used a human being as a prop at one point. Yeah, they yeah, picked just up a, a quote-unquote fan. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. thought it was just a random person who bought a ticket. It's like an <laughs> SNL monologues when those people, those random fans, ask questions from the yeah. audience. <laughs> Well, that's I do like Pepe, baby. I know. I do like when they go up in the audience, though. I like this for um, when Darby and Ethan were doing it, too, because like the crowd members are just like slapping them on the back and like being yeah. really psyched that they're right next to them, which is very funny to me. Yeah, I know. I am sometimes like, guys, they're actually working. I don't I know. touch them right now. They're very busy and they could hurt each other easily. <laughs> yeah, you could distract them, right? They're about to throw somebody down some concrete steps. Be very careful. Don't distract the animals. Safety first. Uh, and then at the... It, the end of the match when Lance had won uh, do you know how to say this name? I looked I it don't. up I think it, they said it Hikulio, but I could be wrong and I couldn't in the minutes before the show find another pronunciation guide so if we're wrong actually please do correct me because I do want to get people's names right you know uh, anyway but this was the one of the larger man one of the larger <laughs> men I ever see <laughs> <laughs> very cute large man uh came out seems to be from njpw that's not something that i know about but i liked the look of him and he will be challenging lance archer for the belt which i assume we'll also see on dynamite i guess it seemed like that's what they were saying and i was just like wow they're doing a lot of new japan stuff on dynamite now i, I know it's fine yeah, I, it's fine. I do feel like I'm on the verge of maybe becoming a Reddit man complaining about too much New Japan, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't really, I, yeah, I don't really mind it um, as long as I don't, I'm not expected to know extra information, yeah, which exactly. I have not felt like. No. Like, I'm just like that. Exactly. Again, that simply is large man I now see on my TV. <laughs> so no worries. I'm happy to watch him do something. So many large men just wander into the camera well, and no else know. needed. It was helpful that he wore a shirt that identified him in a way that I understood. Yes. I was like, ah, yes, the Bullet Club. I am aware. Yes, we know of <laughs> yes, them. Yes, yes, I know. And that is the new, is that the new Bullet Club that I think our friend Mary was telling me on Impact, some of the new Bullet Club members, like, didn't seem to necessarily approve of the elite Bullet Club. That's I a little fact I'm bringing to the right. table. Wow. wow. Yes. Thank you. Someone's going to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but anyway, so I don't know if he'll get pulled into other bullet club. Bullet club nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the mouth flow in this episode is going great. We're so doing good. Amazing. Great mouth flow. <laughs> and the final segment I have for us, I've called our little theologians corner. <laughs> so this is about Miro did one promo where he just said that uh, it seemed like it was going to tell us who he was going to fight next but he never got around to that he basically was like who can fight me i don't know <laughs> he went through some more of his religious god's favorite wrestler stuff and he added a little something new right 
he was like, I am the redeemer. And I like, <laughs> I think he said it last week too. Did he? Did he? I feel like it wasn't brand new. I just remember because it, um, it's no. quite heretical actually. <laughs> like, so Jesus I need a little, re- I need yeah. a little education about that. I did go to Catholic school, but I didn't pay a lot of attention. So <laughs> yeah, just like Jesus is the redeemer. So cool, like cool, when cool, Miro's cool. out there saying I'm the redeemer cool, and cool, saying cool. things like this is the word of the redeemer, which you've probably wow. heard in church when they're like, this is the word of the Lord after the yeah. Bible oh, yeah. reading. I, that one actually did make me go like a little like Miro. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> I love that's a quite a bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little scandalized at this. I do think it's funny that he like started with this God's favorite wrestler stuff. Um, but it's like rapidly, and I thought it was very funny, and then it's rapidly gone into like a hubristic, like heresy kind of realm where it's like now he's just saying that he's Jesus and no one can defeat him. I know. And I mean, and it's I don't especially know if they're actually gonna like go to like a hubris, like takes him down, like in an actual Greek mythology, like taking the, you know, bragging in a way the gods don't like. <laughs> but they probably won't. But well, it's it's especially funny because he doesn't have a feud. Like he's not fighting with anybody. <laughs> I know. It's just him in a corner somewhere being like, and in this way, I'll defeat God. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. It is a little bit like, well, you're not even fighting anyone, buddy. Someone <laughs> is trying to take you down right now. So it would be really funny to me if he like goes through an entire cycle of a story without like fighting anyone but Twinks, and he's just working through it completely by himself. <laughs> He's just going to get like struck by lightning in the last Yeah, one, exactly. Know? Exactly. Well, maybe he, maybe a, I, I think I've said it before. I think a little twink must defeat him. And that's I like know. kind of a David Goliath. Thing. Yeah. Love Biblical. A Goliath also. thing. Yeah. Good to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I know the fun ones. <laughs> yeah. Like if, uh, what if Marco stunt defeated him? Oh, please. <laughs> Take me there, AEW. <laughs> of course, everyone will be furious. You'll get in tons of trouble, but I'll have fun, and that's what matters. Such a good time. Uh, was there anything else that people want to highlight from our week in wrestling? Um, I don't think so. I think no. Really. You don't want to. You don't want to dig into that. I also don't want to really want to dig into what the acclaimed are up to right now. No, the acclaimed are really fun. sprinkling too, too for the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> no. they're really back to sprinkling a little misogyny into their rasp, which they used to do pretty regularly. But I feel like they'd stop for a while and then they became my precious well, you baby know, boys. You know and what? Back on it. Do you think that maybe it's that Tony Khan <laughs> took Max's comfort sex gestures away from him <laughs> so he has no he choice has but to say disgusting misogynistic things now because he can't milk anyone's fingers <laughs> i mean that's a great point because you know like it is he's a dog that's not getting walked enough and i mm-hmm. do think his sex gestures performed a valuable walk type function he needed there is little indoor toys at least so even though he still needed to be walked like he was running around the house at least he defeated Alan Angels this week and didn't even get to hump his prone body. <laughs> so the man is suffering. <laughs> it is outrageous they made him stop humping people. I know. They won't let him do anything. <laughs> I just had a little, oh, yeah, I remember when he used to hump people yeah. every week. That was a He great used to be allowed to weeks. do so many things. <laughs> If they even if they just gave him like it's like with the with the women's matches if they gave him one sex gesture a week mm. you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean right they're like okay Max you can scissor his fingers if you must most people don't even know like they wouldn't it even think anything of it exactly. they're just like that's a cool handshake it's not that dirty at all so yeah yeah I Tony if you're listening <laughs> we've got some HR suggestions for please, you please Tony he needs this. <laughs> 
I'll also just say Thunder Rosa officially got signed. So that Ooh, is exciting. Uh, I think we all saw it coming, but still exciting. And then maybe we could just close out by quickly. I do want to talk about this little Eddie speech that I thought was so sweet and made me so happy this week. He's so good at it. He's, He's um, so good. I love that. I love what that they're he... letting him close the shows. Mm-hmm. I know. Send everyone home. I know. He's so good at it. And he and Pento were being very funny and sweet together on on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Out there under the spotlights. of the <laughs> In their little costumes. <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that Penta almost forgot to have Alex translate. He just talked in Spanish for a while and then was about to walk away. And then he was like, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just was really sweet that he was like, AW took a chance on me. AW took a chance on all of us. That's why I talk my shit and say AW forever, which I guess is because of him getting some shit about his like little WWE burn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I love a double down uh, from Eddie Kingston, who I think should have been a star his whole life. And it's it's crazy. That it took a long time. It's legitimately crazy. It does make me wonder, like, <laughs> how mean was he to various indie pr- or various wrestling <laughs> promoters? You know what I mean? I, I think I just saw an interview with him this week where he basically said, like, he's gotten in his own way a lot. <laughs> I was like, Aww. oh, you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy, I bet you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so satisfying, though, to see him getting big and getting the pop from the audience that he deserves. Yeah. Everyone chanting, Eddie, you love it. All our all our faves got chanted for this week. We love crowds. Crowds are good. Crowds. Okay. Anything else? That's it. Well, you did a beautiful job this week, ladies. So did I hope you. we get to Great post posting. this one. I yeah, know. we'd all fingers love crossed. It if, <laughs> we'd no love echoes. it if we got to post our show. But <laughs> okay. Well, I've been Allie. And I've been Ann. And I'm Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod and via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us any questions that you have, uh, I get, or corrections, I guess. Uh, you, you can, those, those who know can DM us about that. And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you want and come back next week.